We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That was sad. All right, let's talk to the king as we go from a horrible story to a little Elvis to a little Howard. Well, bless my soul, but what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends all shook I'm up. As a bug. I'm in love. I'm all shook Every time we get a chance to talk to the king, Howard Askin. By the way, it's 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia. We broadcast today from the Tasty Cake Studio. Howard is brought to us by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. From a dog sponsor to a dog himself, the king. Hi, dog. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, king. I mean, I, I couldn't resist. You know what I'm saying? It just it was it was like a t-ball on the tee. I had to do it. Well, you know what? Twenty thousand. <laughs> Sometimes dog can be a good thing. Work. <laughs> dog, You're my dog. Uh, that's right. But that's a different right. dog. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's not what whatever, I meant. Whatever you want. It's just I just try to absorb all the drama that you guys create every morning so now it's you don't create drama Wait, i think aj, AJ created some drama didn't he well, how did he create how did he create it go ahead oh, john by go going ahead. public with whatever he went with yesterday well, with uh, talking well, publicly about what he talked about minute. he was he was doing an interview and he was asked about a trade rumor by it was a, a from what i understand it was a poll on wip would you trade aj brown for patrick certain and and now it becomes, oh, it's a rumor. He will, 100% he's not going to be traded. 100% right. this is a, a complete joke to say it's a rumor. And he addressed a question, a question which was incorrect. The, it, it, there is no, the rumor is created by Sports Talk Radio. Howard, had you not thought of the possibility he could be traded prior to yesterday? Because uh, no, I did. I did no. think of it. I did no, think of it. it. I didn't think Wait, it was realistic. You no, not not to- not likely, but I thought of the possibility. So much stuff went down, and it made me wonder if 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 he and the quarterback aren't on the same page, and they can't get rid of the quarterback, would they consider getting rid of AJ Brown? By the way, there's also the just maybe you suck it up next year. You take the salary cap hit on a lot of fronts, like you know James Bradbury, and I'm not equating James Bradbury and AJ Brown, but I'm not convinced the Eagles going to be all in next year. You can't okay. be all. You can't, Howard. You know this through the years. You can't be all in every year. Sometimes okay. you, I mean, the Rams reset the salary cap, by the I way, in spectacular. Is I don't think your it's... take is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's ridiculous because if you're going to make a hope to make Jalen Hurts better, what are you going to get rid of your mm. your best receiver? Howard, I, mean, I don't want him off the team. Let me well, be no, clear. No, 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 but you're not going to do that. It, it, this is this is a created a created rumor. All right, Howard, let me. That let's, has no substance. Let me well, ask that's you. Good. Let me, let's, let's go down with the stages, okay? Because you guys mentioned, well, he. he blew up his Twitter account, okay, because he didn't want the distractions. If that's a way he can stay away from it, blew it up. He scrubbed his Instagram account because he put spiritual messages on there because he just wanted to take a different direction. So people turn it into he wants out. He doesn't want out. See, the, the pro- here's my problem. 
I talk to people down there. I, I, I'm sorry. I apologize for trying to understand what the hell is going on. And, and I, I found out what was going on. What was going so, on? He scrubbed. He got rid of the Twitter. Well, wait, okay, let me tell it. me. Tell me in your conversations what the answer to this question. I'm going to ask you today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin <sighs> Chevrolet, the all-new 2024 Chevy Trax. It's arriving daily at Armin Chevrolet and starts at only twenty-one thousand four ninety-five. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, Howard. Since you know, give me the answer to this question. This Twitter poll question of the day. Your knowledge or gut feeling. Who do you think Eagles players were more annoyed with down the stretch this season, Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni? Well, annoyed is, a, is the wrong word, so it's a foolish word. Why, why, uh, is, it a, how, why is it a foolish word? The, wait a minute. First of all, they weren't annoyed with – you guys just glossed over Jason Kelsey. He said he motivated. Well, hold on, hold on, Howard, Howard enough, enough of Kelsey for saying. You know what's going on down there, you said. What yeah. is the answer to the question? It's, Who were they a, more annoyed with? Question. Howard, they, they Howard, Howard, annoyed. Howard, oh, okay. Howard, hey, Howard. Joe, if you want to listen to me, you ask me a question. If you so want to listen not, to me, do you not know the answer? Do you not know don't the answer? Don't interrupt me if I'm trying to answer your question. Well, you act like a jackass a lot of times when you no, come no, in here Joe, all pompous. You're the jackass. Here's the, you ask. I said the question is poorly worded. It's not poorly worded. That's it's that's where you're inaccurate, worded. Howard. It's not. They poor, weren't. You're telling me they weren't annoyed. No, they were disappointed. Joe, the word is disappointed. Okay, who are they more disappointed in? The coach or the quarterback? Jalen Hurts, because he didn't perform the way he did the year before. They were not disappointed at all in Nick Sirianni, okay? Mm. When you ask who are they more, not annoyed, annoyed is is the wrong word and it's incorrect. They were disappointed in Jalen Hurts because he didn't play at the level. Does that mean they were annoyed? No. It means they were disappointed because you needed Jalen Hurts to be a good team. You need your quarterback to play at a higher level. We see what goes on to get to the Super Bowl. So annoyed is a terrible use of the word, and it's misleading. So they were not annoyed with either. They were disappointed in Jalen for obvious reasons because they're disappointed because he's not playing better. I mean, so are they mad at him? No. Are they annoyed at him? No, they're disappointed. Howard, do you think and they're he, disappointed also on a off-the-field level with him? Did they feel he separated himself from, from the team in a certain way, contract I, and all? I, I, from what I understand and what I've absorbed and been told, they've tried to talk to him to be more connected with his teammates. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing that he's got to do. He's got to be more connected. The problem is it's hard to change a personality. That's his personality, where he got it from, whether it was his dad who was a coach, whether it was the foolishness of Nick Saban who, who says everything's rat poison and tries <laughs> to and ask him to be guarded. You know, don't be guarded. Be Try to be somebody that is just a fun guy. He's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. But he just doesn't connect, and his personality doesn't allow him to do that. Wherever that may have uh, come from or been pushed, uh, I think Nick Saban was bad for him. But, but whatever the case may be, that's what they want him to do, and he's been talked to about that. To ju- he's, they know he's not a bad guy to just try to be connected. When he goes out on a charity thing and they take him out, or not a charity thing, on a, to meet kids or whatever, he's got a personality, but he's not afraid of those kids. He's afraid that people are going to turn around 
what he says and who he is, and he's got to get over that. And that's really the issue. Nick Sirianni's not the issue. Nick Sirianni is not even close to the issue. But every but you guys, uh, but you guys make this this Nick Sirianni thing. It was out of control. And I, it, just by being around those people. Well, don't you think that Lurie considered firing him, Howard? No. Well, what did about they, the well, rumor that Bill Belichick up? is waiting in the wings in <laughs> case <laughs> things don't thing. go well? Yeah, but John, how, I'm glad you put it's that It's just up. a rumor, but <laughs> what about no, no, the no. rumor? How no, much he, credence do you give to that? W, here's what WIP does. They have some idiot from the New England area who goes on, and we play that soundbite over and over that in the back channels he heard that he was the guy, that the other team that was interested. I can tell you, but nobody cares. They, they don't play my thing because it's not, it's not what you want. 100%, they don't have interest in Bill Belichick, Belichick, whatever you want to call him. They don't have interest. And most teams didn't have interest. Now, that's multiple reasons. They look and say, well, he only won with Tom Brady. Okay, put that aside. He doesn't relate to the younger players now. You can't put that aside. He's not. They, so many other teams. Hey, Washington stills looking for a coach, and they don't want him. Yeah. Matt so Patricia the was Eagles just did not. The Eagles did not want Bill. So, Belichick. Howard, let me tell you this. I think there's. This is the way I read it. I think there's some things you're certainly right about. I think there are some things you're not. I think you're wrong when you say that Lurie didn't consider firing Sirianni. What he does is goes over. Okay. Here's what the problems were. Here's what you address as well, the owner of the team, as somebody says, all right, what were the problems? And you talk about it. Right. But did he consider it 1%? If you, if you want to really – did he consider fire? No. Did he consider what changes have to be made? See, here's the thing. So I don't think they ever wanted to fire uh, Nick Nero. I don't think – Sirianni, was, yeah. That wasn't the – Because there Sirianni. is – but, Howard, there is, there is a theory that if, they, if Lurie and Howie are more frustrated – we're annoyed, or whatever word we want to apply here. To annoyed hurts, is a bad to, word. To hurts. It's a terrible hold, hold word. Hold on, to hurts. Then, you know, it is entirely possible that they don't necessarily blame Sirianni for the way Hurts is, but they say maybe a different voice can be the one to change him in a positive way for the organization if Sirianni's voice did not achieve that this year. Well, his offensive coordinator, the coach has the meeting with the offensive coordinator once a week. Uh, and the quarterback, obviously, what do you like? What, this is what we like. You know, do you try to understand all that? Sure you do. And sometimes, and I've said this before, change is important in the pursuit of success. So sometimes the collateral damage was were, were the coordinators. You weren't going to fire, and they weren't going to fire Nick Sirianni. But, but WIP makes this, oh, you know, this guy's bad and he's terrible. And now, now we're going into a season – and now we're making him a lame duck coach, which is asinine, stupid, and ridiculous. I mean, it, it is unbelievable. Well, are you saying this, there's zero percent chance he'll be fired after 2024 season? There's, hey Joe, there's there's not zero percent chance your ass is going to be fired. No question, but okay, but I mean, so I think there's that's a re- the world. Well, that's but the that's world, the concept that's of a lame, But the concept of a lame duck coach is that yeah, but, there's a chance that, I mean, we know there's some coaches. Don't go to well. level. Some coaches aren't going to get fired. I mean, we, did we, you forget in the about short term. the first two years of, and the first 11 games? Did you just forget about that? Howard, if they weren't considering firing be, him, what was the nine days for? Right. They do that every year, John. Nine days? 
First of all, how he explained it, they didn't get back until 4 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. So you're not going to have it Tuesday. So then the players don't come in until Wednesday. So you want to have the exit meeting because a lot of these players want to get out of town because they just want to go wherever their home is. They want to go home. So now you took two days for the exit meetings. Then you had a snowstorm scheduled for uh, for Friday. So you blew that off. So you're not going to have it the weekend. So you had it the next week. I, I, the, the reality is, you know, we make mountains, and I'm part of the station, but I don't, I don't ride your train. Uh, mountains out of molehills, you know. When, and the word "annoyed" annoys me. <laughs> because well, quite it's, it's an incorrect word. It's 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 wrong. Every annoyed at anybody. Nobody's annoyed at anybody. Are they disappointed? It's a football. Well, I was team. annoyed at you eight minutes ago, but I've gotten over. <laughs> All right, King. So, King, let I'm me always, tell you something. Wait a minute. King. I'm always annoyed with you. I got you. And we got to stop this, John. You've got to stop this Belichick stuff. You got to stop. Stop. They don't want him. All right. What about Vrabel? Vrabel still doesn't have a job. I know. You, you were in love with Vrabel. He still doesn't have a job. I think they're both great coaches. All right, King, King. Well, that's fine. But, you know, what you think doesn't matter. It's not, it's not what you think. It's what they think. King, even when I get annoyed, I care about you. Stay well, All pal. Right. Uh, you're the jackass. All right, fine. There he is, the King Howard Eskin. All right, a lot to react to, including that interview. Your thoughts on that, 215-592-9494. Plus something DeAndre Swift said uh, this week of note, and it's, it's, it doesn't speak great about the Eagles, which is a shame. We'll get to that and more up ahead. Uh, 8.30 today, we have uh, – 8.20 today. I'm sorry, 8.20 today, we have the Diddy. Ray Diddinger joining us coming up next for an entire hour. A lot to react to. Your thoughts. Show to Cameron John Ritchie on 94 WIP. Hey, Super Bowl 58 obviously is coming up. Last year, you may remember, Rob Gronkowski went wide left – on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2. And uh, this time you can actually play along. You have the chance to choose if Gronk will make or miss the kick. Here's the key. you got to get the, the pick in at FanDuel.com slash hammer and know this. Get your free pick in and get it in right now because if you're right, you will win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Let me repeat that. If you are right, you will win a share of $10 million, $10 million, your share in bonus bets. So get it in at FanDuel.com slash hammer. Obviously, so many ways you can bet the game itself, from point spread to player props to overrunners and more. It's all there for it with the Super Bowl and all the festivities surrounding it at FanDuel.com slash hammer. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, Jetta Cameron here. Isn't it time to invest in yourself? I certainly say it is. How about you start with PI Dental Center and their decades of experience in complex dental treatment. You know, I've been a patient at PI Dental for, uh, for two decades. My mom had a patient there for three decades. We have a caller that has been calling us recently. He's been a patient at PI Dental for, well, about two or three months. And his testimonial recently on WIP, I mean, 
that was phenomenal. And it's a classic example of how if someone has a major issue with their teeth, if they do what I tell you to do, which is get yourself to PI Dental Center, PI Dental Center, the expertise there, the great doctors there, they can fix you. With Dr. Glenn Wolfinger and Dr. Robert Slough, both board-certified prosthodontists, they specialize in the restoration and the replacement of teeth. PI Dental Center are also the originators of the teeth in a day. That's a revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth and implants place for a dramatic transformation in a mere one day. I strongly encourage whether you, whether it is for year-to-year maintenance, and hopefully it stays in that category, or if you've got a big old issue and you need a serious solution, I strongly encourage you to get to PI Dental Center in Fort Washington. You can start with their website, PIDentalCenter.com. Visit PIDentalCenter.com to request your new patient evaluation. Brought to you by Window Nation. Joel Embiid won't be in the lineup for the Sixers tonight as they try to put the brakes on a four-game losing streak in Utah, closing out their road trip. Embiid will have further evaluation on his injured left knee. A.J. Brown says trade talk is not something he's unfamiliar with. You know, I've kind of been through this before, you know. I'm a bit, you know. Uh, so, you know, I remain quiet. And, you know, uh, if something happens, I'll be waiting by the phone and not, and I'll be right here. A.J. Brown appearing on the Kay Adams Show. He also did an interview with the Inquirer's Olivia Reiner expressing full support for Nick Sirianni. Says his confidence definitely has not wavered, adding wouldn't be here without Sirianni. Window Nation, save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, no payments for 24 months, windownation.com. Mix the sun and clouds today, a high of 50. It is currently 34. To listen to 94 WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. All right, good morning to all. 94 WIP. A lot going on here today. A lot of A.J. Brown conversation. Wait till we get to this DeAndre Swift audio from this week. Um, Your thoughts on all of it? Because, you know, like I said earlier, it is is not unusual to be in a zone of some turmoil with the Eagles, but it's unfortunate because we, you know, I mean, we 2022 and 2017 were two of the great seasons we've ever seen. One time they won it all, one time they didn't. But, man, things smooth, were very smooth those years. Uh, and, uh, obviously, it's a different thing with what we just saw at the end of 2023. And the lingerment, is that a word, John? The lingerment? No. Lingering? No. Lingering. The lingering element? It just, like, they got some stuff they got to clean up. They're trying to, obviously, with the coordinator hires, and we'll see where they go from here. All right, here's where we go from here. We go to a Hall of Famer. We go to a man who stood on the steps of Canton, Ohio. The writer's wing of the Hall of Fame. Is that what it's called, Ray? The writer's wing? What is it? I believe that's what it's called. The yeah. writer's wing of the Hall of Fame, Mr. Raymond. A man who we call Didinger, but Ray, your family went by what name for years? How do you say it? Uh, we always pronounce it Didinger, but I found out later that we're mis- we've been mispronouncing it for generations. <laughs> it should be did. We call it, we say did inger, but we're actually pronouncing the G twice, yep. which is probably incorrect. 
We should be did injure. Did injure. Did injure. Did, Ray did injure. Hello, Raymond. How are you, sir? I'm just fine, Joe. How are good. you? I'm good. We, we got a lot going on. So, Ray, um, first time we've spoke to you since the season ended. Now, we're going to get to all the calls and, and everything everyone wants to talk about. Believe me, we're getting there. Let's do a few minutes here with Ray and then right back to the calls. <laughs> Ray, first time we have talked to you since the season ended. Let's just go through some of the big bullet points. Get your assessment here. Number one, were you surprised they kept Sirianni? How close do you think it came to, to Lori not keeping Sirianni? Uh, I was not surprised. I thought that um, I thought that Jeff would do and ex- and say what exactly what he said, which is you got to look at the whole three sure. years. Yep. And I think on the basis of what he did over the three years and. 11 months ago, we were 30 minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. I don't think it warrants his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, how close did they come? Was it was it ever in play? Yeah, I think it was. Oh, it had to be. I think it was. I mean, if I mean, if anybody that saw that shot of him sitting in the box at Tampa in the fourth quarter when the camera cut to him, mm-hmm. um, the look on his face was not was not an oh well, this just isn't our night. It was it was much more than that. Yeah. So I think that Nick had to go in and make and make a case for himself. I th- now I think Jeffrey was inclined to keep him and wasn't looking to fire him, but I think that he was also waiting to hear what Nick had to say. I agree. So clearly, Ray, one of the things Nick had to say was, "Okay, I'm good with the removal of the coordinators and the insertion of two others." Um, you have followed football for longer than anyone, any of us here. Um, the two new coordinators. Let's go one by one. Let's let's start defense with Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a quality hire? Yeah, I think Vic's. A, I think Vic is a <clears throat> and has been. Look, I've known Vic since the Philadelphia Stars. I mean, when I, when I first met him when he yeah. was on Jim Morris' staff coaching the Philadelphia Stars, uh, and then I've followed him all the way up through the NFL and the, the Saints and all of his many stops. Uh, and his reputation around the league is very very good. Um, he's he has a philosophy. Uh, he's a take away the big play kind of guy. Uh, he's not a huge blitzer, uh, but he, it's not like he doesn't blitz. He will. Th- things I like about Vic, and this goes all the way back, uh, are um, he's a tough coach. Uh, he makes players accountable, uh, and I think he does a good job of disguising what he's doing. Even though his philosophy is pretty well established, and people kind of know what what he's about. From play to play, he's hard to predict. I mean, his, uh, his, yeah. his ability to disguise a defense is still really good. So I thought I was not surprised he was the hire, even though people were talking about Wink Martindale and some of these other guys. I, I kind of felt like all along, because there was an existing relationship, that he was the obvious call. And how big a head start does he have? Like, because he's been here before, how much of a help is that to, to being, you know, ahead of where he would have been? I think it helps, certainly. I mean, there's a comfort level with him in the organization, for sure. Uh, I mean, he is, uh, he is old school uh, and makes those apologies for that. Uh, I Good. don't know. I, I, I think one of the things that will help him is that he, having worked with the Eagles for a while last year, two years ago, uh, is aware of how analytics-driven that operation is and probably feels like he can work within, with, w- within an analytics environment. You know, he's old school in the way that I don't I think he was way pre analytics. And so he's probably had to make his peace with it and learn to deal with that part of the philosophy and not let it get in the way of him doing what he wants to do. 
So it's not like he's walking in the door now and they're going to get hit in the face with this and say, wait a minute, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been here enough that he knows how they operate and feels comfortable that he can operate like that. But here's the other part. Here's the other part. I like Vic as a coach. I think he's a real smart coach. He's proven that over time, yep. for sure, decades. Get him some players. No okay? question. Get him some players. I mean, as good a coach as he is, if you, if you send him out, with those guys that you had last year at linebacker, and he, he's not going to be any better yeah. than what you had before. I mean, he's a good coach, but a good coach still needs players, yeah. and they desperately need players. I'll tell you this, right? The, the Bradbury game versus Tampa, one of the worst games I've ever seen an Eagles player play. I mean it. One of the worst. I saw, I saw Jamon Brown. I saw Pat Ryan. I saw Brad Gable versus Tampa in, in, in 92, 91. I mean, Bradbury was – Disa- he was a wrecking ball of the do? game. What do they do with James Bradbury for this season? It's seventeen point two or cut three million dollars. Not since Rager have they been forced to cut a player. Forced. Like sometimes you don't necessarily want to do it. You might do it. You might not. I, you get to a point with a guy, you must cut him. For it doesn't matter how big the cap. You. you I'm must. not convinced it's a must cut. Uh, I'm. I'm convinced it's. It's not a good deal. I'm Cooks. convinced it's not a bargain. But he is a smart player. The problem with him is his legs no longer carry him as fast as they need to. Why not switch him over to safety? We're talking about how we need safety help. You buy we, that, we, Ray? We need to fill John's in. John's been saying this for a few weeks. Brad Barrett is safety. You buy it? Well, you certainly can't play corner anymore. I think we're all in agreement on that, right? Um, the only way you could possibly salvage this would be to move him to safety. I, I don't think it's – I don't think it's a It's just not worth it. I, I know. You know. You're not paying safeties that kind of money anyway. He'd be, over, he'd be I, way overpaid as I a safety. I understand. It's the, it's the best case. Like, you're, you're making the best out of minced meat. Like, it's, it's an awful situation to be in. It's not a good price. None of that. He's not the player that you're looking for. But if you got to spend it, and, and this is I – mean, You know, you're going to have a cap hit the next year anyway. Like, just get it over with. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Really? Just be done. I think I, I'm, I'm with Joe on this one in that I don't know – I don't know that he could make the conversion. I mean, Vic would probably want to use his safeties in a, uh, in an interchangeable kind of way. Yep. I mean, his, he asks a lot of his safeties. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he asks his safety. You know who would be a perfect safety with him? would be Malcolm Jenkins. You know, a guy that can play that position but also with a lot yeah. of flexibility, who can play in the box, who can play center field, yep. who can play in the slot. James can't do any of those yep. things. All right, let, let's get to a lot of calls here. We'll get to Kellen Moore and Hertz and A.J. Brown and all that with Ray. He'll be with us till, uh, till about 930 today. To the phones we go. Jeez, we don't have two safeties that can do that either, though. You know, like like if we need two safeties, they don't have anybody can that can do can start. all that stuff. They right. They, they don't have starting safeties. I, it feels like we need about eight guys. Oh, 100%. I, it's it's <laughs> like eight, mm. eight new starters on yeah. defense. Yeah, that's, that's, that's no exaggeration. I mean, it's not like you just pulled that number out of the air. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's how many players they need on that side of the ball. I agree, Ray. I do. Uh, all right, Ken and Sentiminson. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing all right, Ken. Hey, hey Joe, I'm reading a, a book that I think you would find interesting. It's about mm. Benedict Arnold. It's a pretty short read. It's called God Save Benedict Arnold. Uh, I'll check it out. Very, very misunderstood guy in American history. So, Oh, is he not a traitor? Uh, well, well, he was, but as <laughs> I've said many times before, if not for that one act, his, his face would be on American money. That's so, amazing. I mean, he, yeah. he really was that impactful to the – to the revolutionary cause before he uh, before he became a scumbag. That's why. So, <clears throat> um, I I agree, Bradbury. Like you just can't put that guy back on the field. So, you know, to pay him to not play anyway, just because you you don't want to eat his contract, 
the guy can't play. Like, at some point you have to watch, look at a guy and say, you know, he's a good guy. He's smart. Yeah, he knows everywhere he's supposed to be, but then his legs can't get him there. Yeah. And uh, and he just can't play. Like, and you, you know, you're they, right. might as well, they might as well put you back on the roster. I mean, no, just, I, yeah, definitely that, that would be a worst-case scenario if I'm on the <laughs> But, no, Ken, I, I do think that I'm, I'm unfairly influenced by the fact that I've seen it happen twice, and it just so happens that I've seen it happen twice with two of the greatest football players who ever played football. Who did have the stuff Woodsons. left in the tank. They, yeah. Yeah, they did. The Woodsons were able to make this conversion, and I saw it, and so it makes – I don't know if that makes me more apt to think that it's doable, yeah. but it, it isn't realistic to expect by the that way, just anyone can make this switch. Let me say this about Charles Woodson He's a smart and Rod player. Woodson. That's why I like yeah. James Bradbury. No, I do too, but I'll also say this about both Woodsons. Two of the great tackling corners of all time, which helps you as yeah. a safety. I wouldn't sure. call Bradbury like some superlative tackling corner. Are you corner. kidding me? That was, right. He was the worst tackler we've right. ever seen in that right. game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Charles and Rod Woodson, you know, they would lay the thunder at you in their mm-hmm. prime. All right, Ken, go ahead, man. Hey, uh, A.J. Brown, Joe, I, I think <clears throat> you mentioned something a little earlier. Um, when a friendship fractures, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I know anything that I don't know because we don't really know, but if when a friendship fractures, that can be so much more difficult to overcome. Like, yeah. A.J. Brown never had a personal relationship with Nick Sirianni when he got here. You know, he was the coach, and the relationship was always, he's the coach, I'm the player. And even if they had a great relationship, that was the relationship. Uh, I believe Jalen Hurts is the godfather of A.J. Brown's child. Um, so I, I know they're very, very close. And, I mean, this hap- even if this happens outside of a locker room, even if it happens in just e- everyday life for normal people like us, um, when, when a friendship, a really close friendship, fractures because there's some sense of, of betrayal mm-hmm. or, or letdown or something like that, um, that can be so much more difficult. And if that's what happened here, um, that could be leading to some of the – you know, kind of non-committal kind of stuff that you're hearing. I agree. And, Ken, let me say this, because there there are some people, you know, we've gotten calls in recent months or weeks in particular where people just assume there's no way A.J. and Jalen Hurts can fracture. And I'll tell you this. I would bet you, of our audience listening right now, I'm just going to make up a number, but it's my gut feeling of a roundabout. I bet you there would be 20 to 40% of the audience listening right now who has experienced a fracture with a great friend in their life. Well, Joe, and I don't mean like the you were great friends in grade school and then you just go separate ways because that's life. And one person moves to Missouri and the other person stays in Philadelphia. That's not a fracture. I mean, like you had a great friend, whether it's your best friend or one of your top five to seven friends. You had a great friend and something happened and the friendship is never the same again. Joe, 50 percent of all people who stand before God and all their friends and family and promise to spend the rest of their lives together. Yeah wind up getting divorced. That's a so, great point, Cam. It happens with family. Like it, it happens People with, with parents and kids and stuff it who does. don't talk to each other because yep. of things and stuff. Ken, give me a big, big answer here, a great or, or a notable television moment. What do you have? You can win four Flyers tickets. Is there anybody who doesn't remember where they were and where they watched the Bronco chase with OJ? Oh, oh that yes. is a biggie. <laughs> I hadn't thought Game of it. Game five of the uh, NBA Finals, right? Yep. Houston... That- Houston in the Knicks. That's a big-time answer. I do think there is a bigger answer out there, but that one might be the leader in the clubhouse right now. And to be clear, earlier in the show, we referenced a couple ourselves that certainly you know, might have won if said by members of the audience. The moon landing, the entire September 11th experience, obviously was you know one of the worst days ever. 
Uh, but sitting there, you know, just watching and watching and watching for many people, six, eight, 10, 12 hours of TV, Martin Luther King with the I Have a Dream speech, all notable answers. There's some other very notable answers still available, but the, uh, the OJ chase is, is one that has a chance to win. <laughs> Let's go to Nick right now. Go that ahead, gave, Ray. That gave rise to um, one of Joe Conklin's greatest, greatest bits. Which is what? Was he, well, he did a whole Charles Barkley watching did the he Bronco really? chase. Yeah, wow. that, I thought it was. It, it had me on the floor. It was so funny. It was. It was Charles because the, the Bronco chase uh, interrupted an NBA telecast. Yeah. It, it interrupted an NBA playoff. Game. Yeah. So Joe's scenario is Charles Barkley sitting on the couch watching the NBA game. When all of a sudden they cut in with the Broncos, <laughs> it's it's if, if if I'm sure it exists in the system somewhere. If you can ever find it, it's it's gold. Wow! All right, let's get to Nick calling us right now. Good morning, Nicholas. Hey, how are you guys? Good morning. Doing well, Nick. Hey, I just want to I just want to say real fast. It's it's so funny the way the world works. I've been on hold for like an hour and a half, and my choice was the Bronco chase. Wow! And uh, that's that's pretty cool. Oh, oh. It's pretty interesting that that, that happened, but. No, I'd like to talk uh, just real quick about um, the Eagles. Again, I don't really understand the why everybody wants Belichick. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to me, considering what he did. You know, back in the early 2000s. Well, that's the thing, Nick. So, so you know, I brought this up. Uh, I think it was earlier this week. From a Lurie standpoint, but also from a fan standpoint, there's there's how good a coach he is, not was, is. But there mm-hmm. is the. Would you want if you felt? that he cheated the Eagles out of a Super Bowl. And Lurie probably feels that way. Probably. Would you want to hire the person who you feel cheated against you in 04 and prevented you from having a parade and having that glory for another 13 years for the first time? There, there's, no, there's a case you'd be like, the heck with that guy. No, yeah, and I, and I got to tell you, Nick, I think that might be working against him across the lake. Yeah, of course. It's the same thing with LeBron. When LeBron was getting ready to leave, you know what, Miami, and everybody was making a big stink about him coming to Philadelphia. Nobody, nobody wanted him. Everybody was. People were split, but it was for different reasons. It, it was. Yeah, yeah, different reasons. But, but there sure. was, but we there don't, was we some. Don't need them. Yeah, look, in hindsight, obviously, if they got LeBron, they probably would have had a great shot to win a title. But there were people mm. that, like, I don't like LeBron. I don't want him. There was some mm. of that. There was also some, I want to see the process in some organic way manifest. Instead of taking the shortcut to the championship by just signing a guy, I always made the point, well, part of the idea of the process was to clear cap space so when LeBron or Durant or pick your guy became available, you'd have the cap space to get him. Unfortunately, they applied that cap space to Al Horford and Tobias Harris. I mean, think about that. They had all this unbelievable cap space, and the two guys they actually signed, you know, that really gave the money to, they, they, you know, in addition to their own dudes. I mean, you get my point. No, I, I get it. I get it. But you know, oh Philly, you know, Philly and the Philly fans are very emotional and stuff. So they don't, they don't want that. Uh, we don't want, you know, somebody who's going to come in, who's all I, I get top it. dog I get and it. stuff. So I get it. All right, but, Nick, give me no. a big time TV moment, man. You can yeah. win a really cool prize: the Flyers outdoor game up ahead, four outdoor tickets. Yeah, it sounds good. I know the the Bronco chase with OJ was good. I'm going to go say uh, Geraldo and his vault opening. For oh the yeah, that's another one. That's <laughs> that a, was funny. Yeah, that was that was something. There are some good Geraldo ones. Yeah, when he got punched. Yep. Remember that one? I do. <laughs> I had to broke his nose, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, Ray. That form of television seems to have diminished. The trash, like the Jerry Springer type right. thing. So that moment passed, like. It'll come back. Well, I'm surprised. No, that, we've got the, 
It it sort of passed the studio yes. audience. That's what I'm saying. Reality. Yeah, we had like yeah. well, it's like Kardashians now yeah. and Real that's Housewives and all that type of stuff is where you get that. All right, let's let's go no longer in a studio. Let's go through the list. Who we had? We had Gerardo had one of them. Springer. We Ricky had Rick, Lake. Ricky Lake. Yep. Jenny Jones. Sally Jesse. Jen- Raphael. Oh, yeah, but God. Sally Jesse wasn't as trashy as that. I guess so. But she, she was one of those like what about daytime. Steve dog. Wilco. Steve Wilco, who like, took over. He was Jerry's. Yeah. Steve Wilco. Montel. I would say Montel had a part of that. I loved Montel. I'd say Mari uh, Povich. Phil Donahue. Well, Phil, Phil Donahue. for sure. Yeah, Phil Donahue for sure, yeah. Phil Donahue was more in the Sally Jesse Raphael. A little Raphael. bit before. A little bit more. Phil Donahue. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Donahue was 1981. Yeah. We saw one of those TV shows. I'm just going through all those day shows. No, but I'm like, doing what? the trashy ones. Like uh, my guy in New York, um, Robert Downey's uh, father. Oh, my Morton God. Downey. Morton Downey. <laughs> Ray, did you know? I didn't know this for 20 years. Did you know that Morton Downey Jr. is Robert Downey Jr.'s father? Wait a minute. How's he? How's he <laughs> don't don't let him get you right. No, no, no. he's not. I just no, Robert, not. Robert Downey. I just like to senior say it. was was, was a film director. I, yeah, I just and like a film director. There was and just a biopic. It's just a ha ha. Yeah, there, there was. <laughs> you yeah. didn't really no, really I, think no, that no. Downey was okay. no. I just like to pull people's chains. You know, junior. It's like I used to say John Marks was Sid Marks. You know, grandkid or son or something. Yeah, it's not true, but you know, I say it. It's ridiculous. You know, why not? It, their names are spelled different. Their names weren't even said the same. I'm like, annoyed uh, with you, Joe. I'm not disappointed yeah. with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ray. I By the it. way, my first prediction <laughs> of the new year, now that we're on the subject of Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. will win the Academy Award. He definitely will, I think. For Oppenheimer. Yeah. He was... Supporting, right? Yeah, supporting yeah. actor. When I saw the film, like, many takeaways from the film, but one of them was Robert Downey Jr. is a lock for best he was great. supporting actor. He was absolutely yeah. great, man. He was. Come a long way since he was the pickup artist in like 1987 with that ridiculous movie. Yes. He, yes. he really evolved. He really did as an actor quite a bit. He's incredible. Yeah, he's, he's become a great actor. Yeah, then he came through a lot of lot and of issues. I have not obviously. seen the pickup artist. No, all sorts of yeah, issues. Yeah, he had a lot going on. Success for story. A long time to be able to do what he did. All right, let me tell you who uh, total success for his story from a local standpoint. Uh, and as a St. Joe's prep grad, I'm super proud. Obviously, DeAndre Swift was an eagle and a good eagle this year. Really good eagle. Um, he had an answer yesterday that uh, talking to Micah Parsons. That's like whoa, uh oh. Um, listen to listen to this answer. Uh, DeAndre Swift was Parsons was probing on the Eagles thing and the Lions thing, and there were sort of two things previously discussed from the Lions standpoint. Like, obviously Swift had been a Lion, right. but then there's the okay Detroit Lions had their season this year and they had their success obviously and they had more success than the Eagles had had. Um, Listen to DeAndre Swift with Micah Parsons when discussing the Lions-Eagles thing. And um, this answer does not speak the best about the Eagles' culture. I don't think the way he answers it. Listen, listen to this exchange. What's the difference between Philly and Detroit? Uh, Detroit, the, I was speaking on Detroit first. Detroit doing their thing right now. Um, I can kind of tell when they left that they was going to have success. They got the right people in the building, the right coaches. But um, Philly was a little bit different. Um, first and foremost, the food was better in the facility. Yeah. The food was better. Uh, culture was a little bit different. Um, but it was good, though. It was good. It was different, but it was it was, it was was good in the same same sense. A lot yeah. of people there from top to bottom, um, equipment people, everybody in the building. Um, the way they treat you, man, it, it was it was it was great. It was great being there this year. Oh my God, dude! Wow. Holy the, a, hell! What was good? The food, and then he did the whole like it was good. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I was, I was fine.
fine. It was the good. The guys are good. Oh, the, the equipment, equipment guys, guys are great. Are they were really very nice. nice to me. That was a disastrous answer. This is a guy who knows our, our city. He's from here. Like, he, wow. he knows exactly. It's a tough one. Compared to Detroit. But it was like in Detroit. Hold on. And, he, yeah, and that's the thing. Detroit, what did he say? They're doing their thing right now. <laughs> they're going out there and winning. Oh, and Philly, they're a little bit different. Yeah, when they're, he referenced the good coaches. So and then, I guess maybe we can get it done with a poor a poor man's Dan Campbell, right? Look, is, that, is that what we're trying to do here? So I don't want to put words in his mouth because he said what he said. It is what it is. I would say this. It was not the greatest ringing. In, and he did say oh. some nice things at the end about the Eagles and people. And like that's nice. But not the greatest ringing endorsement for the Eagles organization. I mean, when the first thing you pivot to, like, what's good or what's better? And the first the thing you food. pivot to is the food. It's like, oh, boy. It's a nice cafeteria. Ray, your assessment of what you just heard. Not good. Not good. Um, Might be true, but not good. Yeah, uh, it's – I don't think he hmm. – there's sometimes I, you hear guys give answers like this and they answer them that way for a reason. You think it was un- unintentional? I think it was unintentional. I agree with you. I think it – I totally know, I agree with he, that. I think he kind of got caught a little bit take, by surprise by the question. Didn't yeah. have time to really think about it. Um, and then just tried to work his way through it the best he could. I agree with well, you totally. Thing. Totally, I, I, totally I, I agree with that. Meant, I don't think he meant it to come off as negative. However, it, it, the fact that he doesn't reference his coach is, v- to me, very telling. The fact that he, he goes out of his way to talk about the coaches in Detroit yeah. but makes no reference to the coaches here, to me, is the most telling part of it. I think it's I think it's important that we remember the context of this conversation though. This is a Micah Parsons and DeAndre Swift conversation. That's very different than if it were, you know, in a press conference or if it were a media member having this discussion, a Q&A with DeAndre Swift. You know, this is DeAndre Swift with a cohort, a, a fellow player and his guard is a lot more down Probably. than it normally would be. Probably. I, I do want to play another piece of audio, though, because I, I do think there's a, a, a point in here that I thought it was really admirable for Swift, who, who seems like another great guy. Um, I, I thought he, he took great ownership as, a, as players for the failures of the end of the season. Um, so I know what you're saying, Ray. He doesn't go out of his way in the first thing to address the coach and pump him up. But he does fall on the sword as a player with other players for the season falling apart. Listen to this exchange with Parsons. What, what was the shift like? What was the energy like? Um, Talking about when, after the, we started losing yeah. the streak right there? Uh, it was, it's tough. It's tough. Um, you know, later in the year, people started playing their best ball later in the year. It come down, we ain't making enough plays, bro. That's how I feel. We ain't making enough plays. People might say play calling, coaching, whatever it may be, but at the end of the day, we out there, we got to make it happen. Whatever might get called, mm-hmm. players got to execute. It comes down to execution. So that's what I feel like we really didn't do a good enough job of. Like from top to bottom, we just ain't making enough plays. Admirable answer. Admirable answer. So it, I just I want to present that like it's not like he's totally dogging the coach because short time later he says that. So, you know, just Correct. To, you know, to Correct. be fair and frame it that way. And, and, he, and he could have and would not have been incorrect in saying this. He could have said, you know, I wish they would have used me more. You know, I mean, because um, I, I felt that way. I mean, I there were a lot of situations down, especially in the last five weeks, when I said, why, you know, why isn't Swift on the field? Why isn't Swift getting the ball? I mean, he's 
he is a really good playmaker. And I just thought that one of the one of the many shortfalls of this offensive design was the inability to utilize him to his best advantage, particularly in a passing game. I mean, they they could have thrown the ball to him so much oh, more. Great hands and yeah. a great route runner. Do they do they bother? Do, do you expect that they will make an attempt to bring him back? Uh, and and how much will they offer uh, for a back who fits? And he's from here. Like this guy is the perfect candidate. They're not going to give re-signed. him more. They're not going to give him more than three million. And he'll probably get a little oh. bit more than that. They might not even give him three million. Ray, would they give him three years, nine million? Would they give him that? No, I agree. With they you. don't roll that way with running backs. They just don't. But this is a running back they should consider oh, that I, way. John, I agree hundred percent. I mean, I was listen. I was a guy that was thrilled. I was the guy that tried to lay out the scenario before they traded for him. Wait, wait, I remember, remember that? that? Yeah, I do. I went on TV and I said, "Hey, listen, you know the Eagles right now, DeAndre Swift, the Lions are making him available." You know, the, it wouldn't take that much right now for the Eagles to give them a couple draft picks, bring this guy in here, Philly guy, makes sense, fits the offense. And then 24 hours later, they made the deal, not because I said so, right. but because I'm just looking I'm just looking at it and said, this makes sense for both teams. Yeah, Lions had drafted a back. They had another back. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they had drafted, uh, you know, they had drafted Gibbs, who turns out to be a hell of a player. Really good player. They had signed Montgomery. Right. So, and the, and the general manager the night before had said, Basically said, well, DeAndre's still on our roster as of now. Yeah. In other words, basically, if you're interested, give us a call. Yeah. So the Eagles did, and they got him. Good for them. But I just felt that there was so much more that he could have done for this offense, and they just didn't dial up his number. Everything we got going on today, not only on the regular phone line at 215-592-9494, but also on the Times Yours line, you can react to what we're discussing, the Eagles' issues, the Joel Embiid injury, the you know, Reese Hoskins' exit from Philly Sports, whatever it might be. I got Ray talking Academy Awards, whatever you want to say. Get it off your chest on the Times Yours line. You can make today's show coming up in about an hour at 215-238-4500. I'll give you a question. Are you rooting for the hammer tomorrow and beat the hammer? Yes or no? The, ha- <laughs> the hammer tomorrow goes for 200 above 500. Oh, yeah. And let me remind you, when I say the hammer, I mean the hammer! that guy. <laughs> going for 200 above 500 tomorrow. Are you rooting for the I know after that. I know no one around here is. That's for for, even Seltzer, who who makes up the questions. He ain't rooting for the hammer. I am definitely not. He's not allowed to like maybe truly say it on the record because you got to be questioning. Yeah, I'm 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 impartial. I'm absolutely rooting against you. But but get some good calls in at times. Yours again. Two one five two three eight forty five hundred. Best of the best will make the show in an hour. Let's talk to Mike in Douglasville. Hi, Michael. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing well, Mike. Ray, out of all the years that I've been calling this station, this is my first time talking to you. It's an honor. Oh, oh nice to talk to you, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. First of all, with this Bradbury thing, um, this dude cannot play safety in, in no way, shape, or form. If you watch that tackle against the Buccaneers where he gave up like what was it, like that 50-yard touchdown and he had the dude completely wrapped up, they're in no way, shape, or form am I putting that guy at safety. Um, as far as the $17 million cap hit, um, I, you just got to bite the bullet on it. And, I mean, part of the conversation that we're having with the AJ thing, um, not much has been talked about it, but I thought I saw something that um, over the next two years we're going to pay him out like $41 million if we were to get rid of him. So if we're worried about a $17 million cap hit, there ain't no uh, way no, it's, hell it's, they're going to fight that. That's not over the next two years. That's this year. That's dead cap hit. If, if AJ is not on this team, we still owe him $42 million. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, just from a financial aspect, and I can't believe I'm agreeing with Howard on a lot of this right now, there's no way they get rid of him. But the, and then the argument, you know, eight, uh, Hertz needs to get better, whether it's reading defenses or just mechanics or whatever it may be. How does getting rid of A.J. help that? Part of the, right. the, the issue that I've had over – Mike, there's only one reason they would get rid of A.J. Brown. There's only one. If he and the quarterback are on opposite pages and the organization assesses that they can't fix it. That's the, o- that's the, only, that's the only way they would do it. Absolutely. And, and, I mean, there is definitely some kind of disconnect. It's obvious that that can be seen from any TV screen or any news conference or any answer that they've given out so far. But I feel like, and once again, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Howard, this has been blown up out of the biggest proportions that I have ever seen. I, I mean, go back to week two when was it, the Vikings, when he was yelling on the, the sideline. And then a week later, maybe he came out and said it had nothing to do with about receptions. Or, or well, well, Mike, let me well, then, okay. Well, hold let, on, hold on, hold on. For yeah. the next five or six weeks, all the conversation was that when it was referred to AJ Brown was about the receptions and how he was angry about him. When you heard it from his mouth saying it wasn't sure. about that. no, I, no doubt about that. But Mike, let me ask you this question, and I don't think you're going to know the answer, but I'm just curious what you would speculate is the answer. What do you think? bothered A.J. Brown the most about the season that just happened? One of the most telling things I heard out of the, the news dump, I guess we can call it, with all these podcasts or whatever, was and nothing A.J. said, nothing Swift said, but more of what Devontae Smith said. When he was asked, what would be your message to the new O.C., the first thing out of his mouth was, let us do what we do. Now, that could be applied to A.J., that could be applied to Devontae. That could be applied to Swift. I mean, we're sitting here all season. We're calling out saying, why aren't we using Swift this way? Yeah. Why, aren't, why isn't A.J. running this route? Why is Devontae, you know, 75 yards down the field for some odd reason when he was, somebody was open 10 yards down the field? I think it was an offensive coordinator issue. I really do. Well, that was a big, that was a big part of it. There's no doubt. Mike, give me an And When I say coordinator, coach-coordinator combo of which the Eagles – made the decision both were to blame, stuck with the head coach but stripped him of any power to really be involved in the offense and fired the other guy. Mike, give me an answer. Biggest TV moment, a notable TV moment. You can win Flyers tickets. What do you got? I don't know if it's been said or not, but how about when they um, got Osama? Uh, well, I guess what you're saying is thereafter, you know, turning on TV to see, you know, a lot of people outside the White House and they're about, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be a winning answer, but certainly – it was it was a big night. I mean, it was a big night. Well, well, if you want to say the Citizens Bank Park thing, and he didn't specify it, but that in and of itself was big. I mean, the fact that Philly was on center stage with Sunday Night Baseball, and that I mean, that was pretty wild. Yeah. So yeah, I would say the visual on television of you know, he again he didn't specify this, but I will just say the visual on television of seeing Philly's fans react over the course of that minute as word spread person to person through phones through the person you're sitting next to that was. That was something to say on TV. No question about that. You know what? Uh, you know what comes to my mind as a, as the TV moment that I'll never forget. Mm. I don't think it would win, but the one that I remember was watching live Challenger blow up. Yeah, that has been referenced, and I think it absolutely could win today. 
I think that really has a chance. Just watching at the takeoff, and all of a sudden you're watching live, and you realize those people are gone. Right. And it just happens like that. And, Ray, uh, I was in elementary school at the time, and and I think there was a directive sent down, like, hey, everyone needs to watch this. That launch was over lunchtime. I think it, it, it timed up so that it was during recess after lunch. And I thought that was intentional at the time so that kids could watch. Like that was a big deal. Well, just for the okay. just so you know, John, I think you know about East Coast and West Coast. I get they it. have lunch at East you know. Coast. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> East Coast is a well, bias. We get catered to quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I will say it the other happened right around the Super Bowl because I was at the Super Bowl. I was checking out of my hotel room, yeah. getting ready to come home. I think it was like the Monday after a Super Bowl. Wow. And I was like checking out of my room, packing my bags, and I had the TV. On. Right. It was eleven thirty nine Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Yeah. The, other, the other thing that made that very— I think, I th- James, I think it was the day after the Super Bowl, wow. or two days after the Super Bowl, because I know I was, I was getting ready to check out of my hotel in New Orleans and go to the airport when I saw yep. that happen. The so other that, thing was that, that the Bears? Super, no. That was, it, was, it was January of 86. Yeah, that would be after the Bears, the Bears yeah. Yep, yeah. Bears. The other thing that made that notable, there had been the national search for which teacher would go off to space, which non-astronaut would you know, essentially play the role of an astronaut. So millions of people were galvanized to yeah. nominate their teacher and this teacher and that teacher— so that was a thing in the lead up to it was it yeah. was a it, that could be everyone a, knew. Oh yeah, that Christine could be an McCullough. answer. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jody Cameron, John Ritchie, the Diddy with us. A lot more on Ray on the Eagles coming up on ninety four WIP. Is twenty twenty four the year after years of wear and tear? Well, you finally made a decision. It is time for a knee, hip, or shoulder replacement. You've talked to your doctor. You got the date set. The team at Novacare Rehabilitation is here for you. Did you know attending physical therapy? before your replacement surgery can significantly help your recovery and movement post-surgery. Then once you got your new replacement, you already know and trust NovaCare's physical therapist to help you fully heal. They are experts in balance, gait training, and pain management. Your joint replacement needs are unique. NovaCare's team will develop an individualized treatment plan. It'll get you feeling strong and back to the things you love. You did not come to this decision lightly, so rely on the physical therapy provider you know and trust. Choose NovaCare to get back to work, sports, and life. To learn more about the benefits of physical therapy before and after your joint replacement surgery or to schedule an appointment at one of their 150 convenient locations, go to NovaCare.com. NovaCare, the power of physical therapy. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.